Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today pre-market podcast. My name is Henry Jennings and it is Wednesday the 26th of October, post-budget day for us. And as usual with all the information contained in this podcast, it is general advice only. So please do your own research, contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this podcast. All right, well we had another good night on the Dow, third day on the trot for US markets with the Dow Jones closing up 337 points or 1.1%, 31837 as the rally continues in the US. So we're seeing also Dow futures kicking on as well after hours and Nasdaq futures kicking on as well. Nasdaq was up 247 points or 2.25% to 11,199 with the S&P 500 in the middle for Diddle, up 1.6%, 52 points to 38.59. That Dow closing pretty near its high, which was 377 points up. It had a low of minus 76. But interestingly, that the Nasdaq is kicking higher. This is despite getting results from both Alphabet and Microsoft after hours, which have seen both of them fall. Alphabet is down 6%. After hours, and Microsoft was down around two and a half percent after hours. So, despite this seemingly bad news and the problems they have, looks like on the advertising revenue side of things, uh, the market's still kicking on. Our spy futures showing a gain of 56 points today. Uh, that's certainly the uh, the initial uh, take on where we're going to be. So, pushing through that 38 or 6800 level quite. Um, quite dramatically, hopefully today anyway. So 56 points on the SPY futures. So uh, we will be up to around 68.50 odd with any luck. So that's good news indeed. As far as uh, commodities go last night, we also saw Brent crude up 0.3%. Gold pretty much unchanged. Uh, copper was down 0.8. Nickel, zip, nothing. Aluminium up 1.7, zinc down 2.4, lead down 1.3, and tin down 0.3 of a percent. So don't expect too much from our resource sector today, especially as we have iron ore down a smidge as well. According to one report, it was down quite a lot, but we've got it only uh, up 0.1 of a percent. So we'll wait and see what happens there. Gold. Uh, up uh, 0.24%. Looking at the US markets again, though, in a little more detail, we did see those US 10 years come off again, 4.10, two years, 4.47. So, And also the US dollar index came off. So that strength in the US dollar, which has really been pummeling markets, has come off. So as the US dollar has been falling, so equity markets have been rising. We've got the US dollar index down nearly one percent last night. Even Bitcoin had a 4% move up last night. In terms of US stocks over the night session, we had Apple up 1.9%. Meta uh, was up 6%. Google up 1.9% in normal hours, but as I say, it is down 6.25% after hours. Microsoft was up 1.38% in normal trade, down around 2.5% after hours, so giving some of that game back. Amazon up 0.7, Tesla up 5.3, Twitter 
up 2.5%. We had Netflix up 3%. The US banks better as well. JP Morgan up 0.3%. Citigroup up 2.1%. Goldman's 1.1%. Bank of America up 1%. Wells Fargo up 0.4%. And Block, the artist formerly known as Square, was up 4.7%. So some decent moves there for US stocks. And uh, certainly uh, some of the other headlines coming out of the US, uh, we did see the VIX down 4.7% to 28.5. And out, uh, advances were outpacing decliners yesterday with roughly 2,550 uh, NYSE listed names trading higher and 497 trading lower. So five to one in terms of that. Uh, those uh, numbers from Microsoft and Alphabet, uh, we did see that uh, Microsoft reporting a 14% drop in profits for the July-September quarter compared to the same time last year. Revenue was 50.1 billion US in the quarter, up 11% from last year, which beat expectations. And we saw the likes of Google with advertising revenue missing estimates at 54.48 billion in the third quarter. It was comparing to 53.13 billion US last year, and net income fell to 13.9 billion uh, from 18.94 billion. So uh, certainly some pressure on both of those. General Motors and Coca-Cola had good nights on the back of their results. General Motors was up 3.6%, Coke up 2.4%. Stronger earnings there, but Xerox fell 14%. Their earnings per share came in less than half of what is expected. In other headlines from overseas, according to Bloomberg, buybacks in the US could reach 5 billion US a day by the start of November, when 90% of companies come out of blackout period. Buybacks certainly have been one of the big drivers of the US market, and the fact that we're getting back to buyouts after the blackout period could see the US market continue to push higher. And the Bank of America saw six straight weeks of client inflows, with single stock inflows near record highs. JP Morgan's technical strategist has turned bullish, although BlackRock said it's wary of the outlook for stocks. In economic news last night, US consumer confidence fell in October by more than expected to a three-month low on inflation and growing concerns about the economic outlook. And we did see house price growth cooling in 20 cities uh, with the uh, house price index falling 1.3%. And US Chinese stocks rebounded on Tuesday. The Nasdaq Golden Dragon China Index, which is 65 Chinese stocks, rose 4.6% in New York. We did have that Black Monday wipeout for Chinese tech and other Hong Kong stocks on Monday, but uh, we have seen a bit of a bounce there. Also, Rishi Sunak has been officially uh, become Britain's third Prime Minister in two months, and the pound has surged to its highest level since Liz Truss' uh, mini-budget. And the two-year fixed loan rate in the UK has dipped slightly, 6.54%. Still pretty scary. After last week, it hit 6.65%. That was the first time since August 2008. Looking at our resource sector today, should be interesting. Uh, not much to go on as far as those commodity prices go. BHP and ADR form was up 1.4%. Rio was up 1.8%. We did see Freeport up 2%. Alcoa up 5.9%. Tech up, uh, well, pretty much unchanged. Anglo down 1%. Glencore unchanged. Vale up 0.4%. Arbomile in the lithium space. Lithium kicking on again. 
uh, 4% better for Arbomile. So we might see some more action in our lithium stocks today. In local news, we do have the Australian third quarter CPI being released at 11.30. It's probably a shame it wasn't released pre the budget, which uh, was out, of course, last night. Plenty of commentary in the newspapers today on what it means for you, what it means for investors. But pretty much most of the things were known as usual. And we did see uh, leaks and then no significant surprises I guess in terms of the uh, announcements last night so pretty much steady as she goes uh, certainly nothing to spook the horses in that budget and maybe uh, Jim Chalmers softening us up for a bigger conversation about uh, the sort of society and the sort of spending that we want to put in place for Australia but uh, that is being saved for another day in terms of company news this morning we do get Seven West Media signs a multi-year contract agreement with NBC Universal, and the Helios CEO Malcolm Parmenter has disclosed a sale of 200,000 shares. And Payne Schwartz looks like it has bought into Costa Group, uh, seeking a 15% stake in Costa last night. And Pilbara Minerals was downgraded to a sell from neutral at Citibank, but the price target has been increased to $4.60. Good to see as well this morning that a couple of stockbrokers, including Comsec, being hit with penalties of over 27 million for systemic corporate uh, compliance failures, including overcharging brokerage fees to Comsec customers on 120,933 occasions, totaled 4.3 million dollars. And the big banks, this is some of the things they have to say about the budget. A National Australia Bank said the budget doesn't add extra inflationary pressure. But deficits across the horizon don't alleviate pressure on the RBA either. The uh, ANZ says the new government has announced an unsurprisingly modest budget with focus on updating numbers, given the very different economic outlook. CBA has said the Labour government has estimated a budget deficit for 2023 of $36.9 billion, which is 1.5% of GDP, well down from the previous estimate from the coalition of a deficit for $78 billion. Uh, which was around 3.4% of GDP. And Westpac said uh, ahead of the budget, it was announced the deficit narrowed to $32 billion, and the sharp improvement in the starting position for the budget is a significant positive. So some positive news there from the banks on the budget in terms of uh, their view of how things worked out. So as far as our market goes today, we could expect that rise uh, with the SPY up 56-odd points. We've got a lot of quarterlies dropping just at the moment, uh, some of those coming through, and uh, we are seeing uh, a slew of them with um, mineral resources and one or two others being the biggies. We've got uh, Mount Gibson as well coming through, and uh, Eluca have announced a strategic partnership with, just getting the announcement up there, with Northern Minerals. So uh, there's plenty going on this morning in corporate land. As far as question of the day goes, as far as the budget went last night, was it good for you? What did you think of the budget last night? Did it make any difference to your personal circumstances? And what did you think of the first Labour budget? Obviously, this looks like a bit of an interim budget before the big one in May and a lot more of a conversation to happen before that one, but certainly nothing to spook the horses. So what were your impressions of Labour's first budget? Well, that's it from me today. Thanks very much for listening. Have a great day and may the trading gods be with you. (coughs) 